All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the virtual edition of The Overlap. Um, I, as some of you may know from our last podcast, I'm out on vacation enjoying the sunny weather that California has brought me and uh, brought my microphone and everything like that to record. Um, and in the, I guess, theme of keeping with taking time off, treating yourself, staying healthy and take, taking time away from work, I uh, did not bring my laptop, forgetting that, of course, you need a microphone to plug into something to record. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going full digital workplace right now and using my phone to record this. So I hope it comes through clearly enough. But anyway, like I said, welcome back. Got a lot to talk about. We're going to jump into it. Um, if you are someone who's listening to this and has not wished Rihanna a happy birthday, or at the very least a happy belated birthday, you are not an OG. That's a uh, party <laughs> statement that we're also putting out. So uh, yeah, Rihanna and I got to hang out again this weekend. Um, so I guess that's, are you keeping track, right? That's yeah, yeah, two that's, two, that's two in two weeks. That's a new record, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to keep it going. Not next weekend, um, but the weekend after for sure. So yeah, Rihanna, how'd you rate your birthday? Oh, it was, it was lovely. Got to see a lot of really great friends and, um, and was surprised completely surprised um <laughs> for a birthday party my girlfriend planned so it was great it was a great weekend yeah we had uh we had cupcakes we had uh every, basically soccer themed everything for that yeah so, i almost had a heart very, attack very good time but that's, that's <laughs> the only yeah 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 there would be people jumped and, and like the surprise oh my gosh uh, ellie's wasn't <laughs> there at the at the moment of surprise but um yeah i was like I was like holding my heart honestly for like five minutes. <laughs> I was like, "This was a lot." Yeah, that's uh, but, honestly but that's amazing. a genuine surprise. It was amazing. Love that, love that. Well, we got to celebrate Rion. Hopefully, Rion got to celebrate the Club World Cup win from Chelsea over the weekend, beating Palmeiras um, on a very interesting penalty. Just the whole situation at the end with Aspilicueta and Havertz. <laughs> um, and the Palmeiras, I guess, entire team, quite honestly, but neither here nor there. Um, happy that Chelsea, Chelsea, I believe, are the only club now to have won every single possible tournament in their history or or cup in their history. Um, yeah, they, I think there are some competitions that have been renamed or uh, changed. Yeah, you might so, say. I think, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there were people like from from Liverpool and from Barcelona and I believe from like maybe United or Bayern that were like, wait, that's not entirely true. <laughs> In fact, so. uh, on a technicality, maybe. On, of course, on a technicality. So anyway, Rian, now that uh, we have a lot more going on this week, of course, the Champions League is back. That's what this episode is going to be dedicated to. We have two pretty big games coming up this week and the biggest one probably of the entire round of 16 coming up tomorrow at least at the time of recording start with psg real madrid where do we start with narratives like I, you could basically <laughs> take every player in each team and create your own narrative <laughs> with them and the opposing side um yeah let's let's start there rian my initial question here is what do you think is not is going to happen not what do you think who do you think is going to win anything like that lineups whatnot what do you think is actually just going to happen in this game 
that's a that's a big that's a very broad question <laughs> that's that's it's a way broader than question. yeah um i i mean to cop out i'm gonna say i don't know exactly but but oh i think God. what's well, like so most ex- no yeah. no so no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i i'll tell you this i what what i think will happen is I don't think I'm going to be that impressed by either of these two teams um, coming out of this tie. I, I I think no matter who wins, neither of them will become the favorite for this competition afterwards. Um, and part of that has to do with neither of them looking quite good enough to win the Champions League this season. And obviously, PSG come into this game with Neymar being a huge doubt to play at least in this first leg. Um, so Jaramis will definitely be out for the first leg. And then on the Madrid side, is Karen Benzema going to play tomorrow? Is he will not, he, he is more yeah. than likely not going to play. And they're also missing Furlan Mendy still. Right. So I think he's a question mark to play tomorrow. So it's, it, from the PSG side, it's like this is this team actually ranks second best in points per game in Europe's top five leagues or big five leagues combined. And yet, in almost every game that we've watched in the Champions League, when they came up against well, let's say Man- Manchester City is the is obviously the one that's sitting to our minds because they played them twice in the group stage, but they looked nowhere close to that team. And um right. a lot of it has to do with how kind of easy it looks for teams to to uh get to the final third and get shots off and get and get into PSG's box because of the lack of work rate that that comes from their front players. Yeah. Yeah, that's re- that's actually a really good point. And while we talk about PSG and their project and the fact that they have a really lethal front three on paper, we have seen them play how many games together? Maybe 3. <laughs> total something like that um obviously yeah. not the way that al khalifi has wanted this project to come together uh both in the fact that this front three has barely played any games together and not to mention the fact that one of them will likely be leaving this summer for free yeah. so it's interesting the narrative i think around mbappe and, and real madrid which is what i want to just briefly mention not just because he will likely be going to real madrid in the summer for free but i think that this is like PSG's last gasp with Mbappe to say, okay, we did not sell him in the summer for a reason because we believe we can win the Champions League this season, maybe adding Messi, maybe some continuity with Pochettino helps with that. And if you bet on that gamble and they win, they look great. But if they do not win the Champions League this season and Mbappe leaves for free, they look terrible. Like it's a very fine line. And that's, I think, what's really at stake for PSG. I think for Real Madrid, they have been very, very woeful over the last couple of weeks, right? They've been average at best. They have been (laughs) led to draws and near losses by Elche, by Hatafe, right? Like, they have not been at their best. Kareem Benzema being a massive loss. So you say in this tie, you don't really know what's going to happen. I actually think I know what's going to happen and I don't have to cross the ball, but I very, I'm, I'm actually feeling very confident that this is PSG's tie or it's PSG's game to lose, not their tie, 
but this is PSG's game to lose. I think they are in slightly better form, right? They're coming off of a 5-1 defeat uh, against their uh, win against Lille, right? And generally speaking, they are probably the better team on paper between the two right now. Um, that's purely based off of form. That's purely based on the, the players that are able to like run more than 10 kilometers in a game. So like, I, I'm actually, I, I would be surprised if PSG did not win tomorrow. I don't know what will happen in the second leg because I think Neymar, Benzema, two players that are massive being back changes things. But I, I, I expect PSG to win. Uh, yeah, I, I can think you kind of hit the nail on the head with the last few weeks where Madrid has looked very beatable. Is this probably the best way to, to put it? Um, yeah. Missing Benzema in a season where he and Vinicius have combined for 54 of seven of Madrid's 70 goals scored this, this season. Let's just looking at goal involvements. It's almost 80% of the team's goals <laughs> in all competitions. That's going to be a huge miss, obviously, if they miss him for the first leg. Um, but I, don't, I mean, the, the PSG side still, it's, I think they'll. I agree with you. I think they'll be favorites going into tomorrow's game, especially if Benzema doesn't play. Um, but they have their own issues at, up front. I, look, we know we know that on any given night, Lionel Messi or Kylian Mbappe can take over a game, and that's something that PSG has on just about every team, right? Um, in the Champions League, but the Messi numbers this year are not are scary me a little bit this first season since stats bomb began tracking xg that he's underperforming his xg in the league and he's averaging yeah. his you know he's hit he's hit the game <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no 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 I, 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 I want to throw out there that i, I i'm never going <clears> to <throat> disagree with that i think he's been underperforming i think the narrative that he's having a bad season is very interesting he's also hit the post or crossbar nine times <laughs> which is like <laughs> unbelievably fair. coincidental um and all it takes is really one magical play like we saw against Manchester City where he scored his first PSG goal where the world went oh, like oh, oh okay <laughs> like well, yeah. again right um where everyone tomorrow might just be saying okay well there's nothing really to worry about um, but yeah, yes, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. No, no, the fl- no, no. You, you, like the flip side of, of that argument of, of my argument of course is we saw a kind of a similar thing happen with Messi last season, right? Where first half he was underperforming his XG and then everything kind of flipped in the second half and he went on a tear and, and finished the season beautifully. Um, and that can happen. I, totally, totally. That can happen. It's just P, the, the, the defensive part of PSG really scares me. Like, they allowed the six most shots That's per fair. game, the six most shots per game in the group stage. In this in Champions League this season, sixth most. Like that's uh, granted they were in a tough, a tough group with Manchester City and and, Leip- and Leipzig. But just to kind of show the levels, like Manchester City was <laughs> second fewest shots allowed per game for the for the, yeah, in the Champions yeah. League. So that's that's where I think going back to the beginning here. No matter who wins this game or this tie, I, I don't think either of these teams are. Um, gonna make themselves favorites, or even even top four favorites for the for um, the Champions League. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, 
If you're picking a winner tomorrow, who is it? Last question. I think tomorrow, I see, I see, I could see a PSG win, and and I think Madrid turns it around in the second leg. Interesting. I don't, I don't hate that take at all. I think that's very possible, um, and that I think would start a firestorm in Paris. Uh, for <laughs> honestly, who I'll, I'll say this, this is my last thought on on the tie. Whoever does not get through to the quarterfinals is going to look terrible regardless of which team it is it is they are going to look terrible so yeah, it'll be thought, it, it'll be a crisis for either team yeah <laughs> exactly a exactly. win for all which of us is, i mean <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it's <laughs> it's like that meme that you always tweet about like the masochism and um you know what i'm talking about you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah okay it's that meme all over anyway we move on <laughs> to um the next tie tomorrow at the same time Manchester City against Sporting is there much to say much more to say about Manchester City um, <laughs> Sporting specifically have had a really good run of form I'm as you know a, a fan of Pablo Sarabia I don't know <laughs> if you are as much <laughs> but <laughs> uh, he has had his ups and downs let's just say that before he came to Sporting beyond that I mean they're up against probably the favorites in the tournament if not liverpool so uh, do you see anything other than a manchester city win no no we don't don't see okay. anything good, good other talk. than that <laughs> i mean city's top five in in europe's um big five leagues in goals uh goals allowed which are their first shots per game shots allowed per game they're first in that um xg xg allowed first in xg allowed and touches in the opposition penalty area and touches allowed in their own penalty box, they're first in both. So it's, this is the best team <laughs> in the world right now. It's, it's hard to argue yes. against it. Um, from sporting side, they're going to miss one big injury, Pedro Con- Conchalves, uh, out with a back injury. He's has 13 goals and 19 assists, or sorry, 13 goals and nine assists in 29 games for sporting this season. So that's going to be a huge miss for them. But, um, one fun note on that is they're second in the league to port to Porto in Portugal, uh, six points off of them. This past weekend they drew two two against Porto in a pretty crazy game that had five red cards and four of them in the one hundredth minute, and none of them to Pepe. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what? I actually okay. I, full disclosure: I did not know that happened this past weekend, nor did I know that. Wait, did you say a hundred a hundredth minute in a yeah. regular there league were ten, game? There were I sorry, not ten. There were fifteen minutes of added time in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what's interesting about that? I'll I'll say this: there is something about carrying over that sort of energy from a derby of that, I guess, that level of energy to a Champions League knockout game against possibly the world's best team. I'm not saying that this is like the potential game that City might slip up, like as they always seemingly do in the knockout rounds of the Champions League. But it's entirely possible um, if I had to choose a team that we did not expect to give City a hard run and somehow they do. The more interesting question I have about City is, I really want to know who's going to be starting this game up front 
because yeah. no Grealish uh, or, or yeah, Gabriel no Jesus Grealish. in this game. Both yep. out with injuries. Or, does Gabriel Jesus have an injury? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, muscle. Yeah, yeah. They're both. They. I think they both might be back for the second leg, but they're, they're out for tomorrow. Right. Right. So, I mean, I'm expecting some combination of Sterling, Foden, and Mares. Uh, I, I, that would be my guess. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Right. For example, is Kevin De Bruyne going to be a part of that as some sort of false nine or, you know, is no De Bruyne up this past weekend. So maybe, Mm -hmm. I mean, the rumors, maybe Pep was saving him for this game. We'll see. No Bernardo Silva as well, I think. So I think two players that you probably see start in this game. Yeah. Agreed. Nothing other than a Manchester City win is expected. Always look out for some weird stuff from Pep. TLDR. Yeah, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's it. He doesn't need to galaxy brain it for this one. <laughs> he, and, and I mean, is what we always say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he did the same thing against like against what Leon two seasons ago. So you know. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Well, Rian, let's move on to talk about the games on Wednesday. Um, a talk that I'm really interested in: Inter against Liverpool. Yeah. Inter have been in a fine, fine run of form in uh in syria right still even after losing lukaku still sitting in second but with a game in hand over milan who only recently Mm -hmm. took over um the first place spot for the first time i think first time this season and yeah i'm i'm very curious what you make of inter right now coming off a draw against napoli this past weekend beating roma uh, again the weekend before a couple days before in the italian cup quarterfinals and then, interestingly enough, losing to Milan the game before that. So they've had a, a, a like very difficult run of the last three games. Curious your take. I'm just really impressed um, at how well they've been able to carry on since last season. I think I believe I coach yeah. Pippo Nzagi. Like he's done great. Um, a team that, like, as you said, lost the well during the Serie A MVP from last season. Um, and also lost Akrafik Himi and has not really missed a beat. They're fourth in Europe's big five leagues in expected goal difference per 90, like for a team. And that's ex- extremely, extremely impressive when you think about how kind of easily that they walked the title last season in Italy. So um, yeah, they've been able to just carry on and, and, Look, we've talked about how the way the way that Liverpool plays very similar to Bayern, um, that high line, the very aggressive pressing, but very aggressive defending from the front style will lend itself to well timed runs that that can cause problems for for Liverpool defensively. But, you know, that's also why they have Allison, who's very willing to run out and, and sweep up at every poss- possible um, chance. But Inter have the players to be able to make Liverpool pay. But, and and not, saying that, not saying that they're the only team that Liverpool's played this season that can do that, right? But but just this this game, even if Liverpool end up making it through this tie and, and winning it by a couple goals, two or three goals... The, this game, I think, will always feel like with interest players and with the potential chances that are opened up by the way that Liverpool plays, Inter are going to have a chance. I think. I, I think 
Inter should never feel out of it is the best way to put it because Liverpool can concede also in very quick fashion as as we saw um in their <laughs> in their draw against Chelsea and then uh, obviously I think earlier in the season when they like went down three nil or something to Milan <laughs> like so, like something crazy yeah. so, so so they they're not invincible in that sense right but it's yeah. really just can can enter keep them out at the other end and they're uh, missing one of their best center backs Bastoni who's going to be out for that game with an ankle injury so it's it's can they take their chances is going to be the most important thing just to keep them in the tie they have to be able to take their chances when they do get in behind Liverpool yeah and honestly uh, you mentioned right the fact that Bastoni will not be a part of this first leg I am very curious how more so they will line up up front because you're talking about a team that I believe in the Champions League specifically, Ed and Dzeko has scored a majority of their goals, right? So um, whereas in the last couple of weeks, you see Montaro Martinez and Alexis Sanchez get on the score sheet have been very, very influential for the last four plus games, essentially. And I'm very curious to see what sort of impact they can make with probably the long ball style of play that they will have to play against Liverpool, unfortunately. If there is a team or if there is a tie that I think could surprise us, it might be this one. I'm not saying, yeah. I, I honestly, I'm not saying it will. I still think Liverpool will get through, but I, I would not be surprised at totally all, agree. especially I in Inter's form. Yeah, we wouldn't be surprised if if on Wednesday we saw a 5-3 like in this game. No, like something crazy not at like all. That. So um, I, think this, I think this one is honestly more entertaining than what, than the PSG Real Madrid one will be, but in terms of pure football, it definitely yeah. Turns, these two teams are playing better than those than Madrid or PSG at this current moment, and so absolutely, absolutely. So you're still taking Liverpool to to go through that? I'm still taking Liverpool to go through. I I, I think I have Liverpool as my favorite right now to to win the competition. Um, even though I have some Fanduel money on on Bayern. <laughs> But <laughs> but if I so were to hedge, okay. if I were to hedge, I made the I made the Bayern bet probably like three weeks ago or something like that. But but um, if I were to hedge, then I would put money on Liverpool at this point. Okay, okay. So we'll have a conversation about Chelsea next week. But in the interest of time, <laughs> we'll move on. Rian, let's talk about the last tie coming up this week: Salzburg against Bayern. You're uh, apparently you're not a favorite favorite team to win the champions league <laughs> um listen salzburg i think we all kind of feel very strongly about in terms of them being a good quality team they have obviously improved massively over the last several years um unfortunately jesse marsh is no longer a part of that <laughs> that upbringing but at the same time i think their run of form recently has still been overwhelmingly positive right like even their win against Sevilla in I believe what point in the Champions League I think it was their last Champions League game um the win against Sevilla a Sevilla team that needed that win by the way to get into the the knockout rounds Salzburg denied them and this is to be a team that's second in La Liga um they have been on an absolute run of tear in the, the Bundesliga only losing I believe once in their last maybe eight or nine games. Uh, the rest have been wins, no draws. So I, I don't know. I I think that, listen, Salzburg are still a good team. I just think it, it's levels. I don't know how yeah. else to 
yeah i know <laughs> no, no you, you're <laughs> it's hard to see Bayern not when getting through this yes Bayern have been the best team in europe in terms of goals and chances created and um their overall domination of the bundesliga have been really no different than any other of their last nine title winning seasons but um (laughs) (laughs) why i am heavily considering the hedge for liverpool um has a lot to do with the injuries from bayern just no um alfonso davies still because of the heart problem um he won't be back until april they are without Leon Goretzka, who was one of their, who's been one of their best players in the last two seasons. And the big one is Manuel Neuer is out with a meniscus injury until May. And when we talk about that kind of suicidal, that very high risk, high reward system that Liverpool plays, Bayern play this very, very, very similar playing style. And I'd, I'd argue it's that on steroids at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when they have the guys like Alfonso Davies back, they're even more um, like cavalier with it, right? But right. that guy's not there. And the same way that I spoke about Allison being the guy that's there to sweep up for Liverpool and being very willing to do it, there's no one better in the world at it than Manuel Neuer. So there's... There are some things that are making me nervous about this Bayern team. Maybe not necessarily for this tie, although as we saw against Liverpool a couple seasons ago, um, Salzburg, the way that they play, the intensity, and all of the really, really athletic and young players that they have that obviously is part of their business model to get those younger players so that they can be more willing to do that crazy, crazy high press. Um, it's really difficult to play against. And it, it, they don't make it easy on you, right? And granted, they're not, they're not going to be great at defending, but this Bayern team's defense also scares me a little bit. It's just a little scary. I, I'm not saying I don't think they'll make it through this tie, but I just wouldn't be surprised if they were to draw or even lose the first leg and and then go back to Bayern and maybe stomp them but like I wouldn't be surprised um if we get a shock result from this game and also like you look at two two of the hottest young prospects or of the very, very hot, but like two very, very hot young prospects yeah. on, on Salzburg and Adeyemi, who has destroyed um, the Austrian League this season, but also has been great in the Champions League for um, Salzburg. I think he's on his, rumored on his way to Bayern. And then look, our own Brendan Aronson, who was very close to going to Leeds this past January and may or may not end up going in the summer, but He's also had a great season for Salzburg this this year. So Salzburg's have the players at least to, I think, score against um, Bayern. And it's really just what's that atmosphere going to be like in the first game, really, in in Austria? Um, Unsure if there'll be a crowd or not. I really hope hope there is. But um, 
there is a it could be a really intense and and a very difficult first leg for Bayern who just don't look invincible right now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not going to go as far. I will say <laughs> to say that this is a potential tie that could be overturned or have a shock result because if it is, I would be very surprised even with the injuries in Byron's squad, as you mentioned, and they're not insignificant. I'm not going to deny that, but I do think that I will I'll revert back to my comment saying that I think I've repeated maybe 50 to 75 times in the last like two years, talent will always shine through over the course of two legs, especially when it's not just a single knockout game. It's not a final. This is two legs. And you're not going to have like Alfonso Davies and Manuel Nord back for the second leg, but you sure as well will have a better team over the course of, of two legs. Um, and I do think that generally speaking, I'll give you, I'll give you the point that when it comes to a team that might be able to handle the counter press for um, against Bayern, I think Salzburg would be a good option there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, either way, this game is going to be high, high, high tempo, high energy because that is the Red Bull model. And at the same time, that is how. <laughs> do you think, do you think they all drink Red Bulls like pregame? Now that I think about no, it? no, no way. No way. They definitely, <laughs> definitely got them on some crazy Austrian slash German regimen, I'm sure. But um, both of these teams are just very, very high energy teams right now. And um Look, it's always fun to watch Robin Lewandowski. I, I think him and Leroy Sané have are like number one and number two in in uh, Europe's big five leagues and um, shots per game, which is crazy. I mean, the, the renaissance of Leroy Sané—that's someone I'm really, really excited to um, see if if Bayern can make a lot a deep run in, in the Champions League this season because he's been back to his best this year, and and that's really really nice to watch considering um that that terrible acl injury yeah yeah no that's super fair god i saw a tweet the other day um no it was literally this morning not the other day because it was after obj tore his acl in the super bowl um about how useless your acl is as just a ligament like it does nothing apparently but get torn like i feel like that's all we ever hear about it doing um does anyone need an acl asking for a friend so anyway that's my that's my <laughs> so yes dude i mean there there are that you can live without an acl i mean <laughs> that would be a pretty brutal way but yeah you could <laughs> yeah i can't remember which there was you a basketball player no no there no not, definitely not but but credit i'm not putting that much strain on my acl if i'm being honest but um uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, like I, I'm honestly just afraid that I'm gonna tear it at some point playing soccer. So, like playing pickup soccer. Seriously, that'll, that'll really. No, suck. I'm actually equally as scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't uh, do much. No, that's so fair. So fair. Well, anyway, Rion, I think that's all the knockout round ties, or at least the round of sixteen ties, to go over until next week. We'll be back. And after the break. We'll be doing the Europa League. <laughs> okay why do you like do you hate me is that like do you know what i have to do just for everyone listening because i'm in california this week i get to wake up at 9 a.m for the start 
of a Europa League game between Barcelona and Napoli on a Thursday. That's what, like mentally I'm there and I'm just, uh, Rian, you, you'll, I'm going to get you back for that. Uh, brutal. <laughs> After the break, we're going to do the, yeah, okay. <laughs> Good night, people. We'll talk to you later this week and we'll talk about La Liga and the Prem. And I'll yell at Rian after I hang up on this. Thanks, guys.